Welcome to the Letterbox. This is our 412 podcast. Uh, you're going to hear that twice today, aren't you? You are, because, folks, this was recorded three, four weeks ago. Yeah, so apologies to Josh Quarry, who absolutely hates JT's introduction. Do you know what, Josh? Live with it. But yeah. second of all, second of all, Xander Mack, you owe us an intro. <laughs> Do you think Xander listens to this podcast? There's absolutely no way. <laughs> There's no way. But he has promised us a jingle. Now... I listen to podcasts, they all start with a repetitive intro. Josh Quarry claims that they don't, so he clearly doesn't listen to podcasts. He's probably listened to three podcasts in his life. But second of all, Xander Mack, or if anyone who knows Xander Mack, please get in touch and tell him, make a jingle for the letterbox. Actually, if anyone has any suggestions, record your video and DM them to JT. Yes, DM them to me and I'll vote on which one I think is the best. That would be class. So yes, the episode that you're about to listen to... And was scored a few weeks back. JT and I then, um, on the advice of Lily, who absolutely despised the episode, decided that it wasn't ready to be put out. But instead of editing the content, we're just going to record this intro and then put it out anyway. I think the content's good, right? Uh, guys, let us know what you think of it. Um, so we just want to do an intro to catch everybody up on just what's happening in the real Life? world now. Yeah, because yeah, we don't really mention that like on it. So what have we got for us today? Yeah. Like, last Sunday was our youth service, which was super. Uh, Some of the young people got up and they were amazing. The church are still buzzing from it. It Are they? Yeah, oh yeah, there's so many people here so happy and want it done more often, which is a good sign. And to be fair, the church made a real good turnout in support of it as well, which was great to see. Yeah, it was really cool. What was your highlight, was it, or what was your funny highlight of the... You know, so I was sitting at the front, and then we were doing the song, uh, the finish the lyric song. Mm-hmm. But in my, in, from where I was sitting, I didn't want to turn back because it sounded like only young people were singing. I really just wanted to turn back and see if like <laughs> everybody was just dead gloomy faces. <laughs> but I didn't see it. Uh, do you know what people were? People were like into it. Now at, at one stage, a couple of young people, I think Ellie was one of them, like really got the crowd going. I seen they've gotten their seats. Yes. Wild. Yeah, wild. Um, my funniest was. Definitely when Sam informed the whole church that we were teaching him how to set fires at the youth weekend. Which, I don't, I mean... We, we I weren't. didn't teach him. No, I suppose it was my preach. It was you, mate, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know Sam was an arsonist. Um, <laughs> so, what else has been happening? Um, I think there's so much been happening, but what we do have up and coming mm-hmm. is relentless. Class. Tell me, Kyle. <laughs> You've had the joys this year of taking names, taking money, taking probably more than what you need, but tell me about the joys. Do you know what? Like, every year when it comes to this, Stevie and I get a bit stressed out because young people obviously really want to bed. You know, fair enough. To to clarify at the start, everyone was super polite. Nobody was, like, being ridiculous. There There was no real dramas. Now, I was offered many a bribe. Ooh, I have never name, been so well treated. Name them. Carter Maxwell had oh. told me he loved me literally every 10 minutes. Think he does? I hope he does. I'm, I'm hoping he continues to tell me he loves me even though he's now, he's got a room. Congratulations. Um, I, the young people offer me a tenner, an extra tenner for a room as if... That's light. As if an extra tenner is going to make me cheat the system that I put in place. But generally people were dead on. Now two members of Lily's life group we're so worried about knocking the bed that when we said it was like first come, first serve for beds, they were making out like when I arrived last Friday, they were going to be camping outside the church. I think there was a few tents like. 
think there's a few tents out there. I, I pulled up pretty early and was genuinely surprised to be like the first one there. Um, the like the people who suggested that they would be there hours before weren't even the first in line. Wow! But they did. They did both well, get good. beds to that's be fair to them. Um, I did also see a beautiful, beautiful show of brotherly love between our resident twin boys in four twelve, where the one who got the bed actually gave it up to the other one. Beautiful, beautiful. And it, it came with one of the funniest lines that Tell I've us. ever heard. Tell us. When he said, I'll give him the bed because we all know my chances of surviving outside are low, but his are absolutely zero, <laughs> so better that he sleeps inside. <laughs> beautiful. That is the showing of oh, And if you know them, it's so, so true. And I also had one poor girl who I won't name, Lori Bell, um, but she genuinely questioned last week if she'd got a bed, despite the fact that she was 39th on the list. I don't think she'd paid still. I don't know if she's paid either. She's just but also, asking questions. I don't know where she thinks we're staying, that there'd be 40 beds. There's not even 40 beds at Ganaway. She must think we've got the whole camp to ourselves. Um, so, yeah, but it, it was good. It, everyone was dead on. So, this week's content, um, we do actually start the podcast by complaining that nobody would join us as a guest. And, as you've all heard, Lucy Hobday. Yeah. Thank you so much. She, Lucy was brilliant. I'm sure she got loads of messages of encouraging. Yeah. Um, but we also have tons more lined up. Yeah, people are actually wanting to come and talk to us now. It's which great. Is good. Lucy, like, broke broke the, like, I don't know, what's ice? that word? Ice. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, saying it's actually not that scary to come and do yeah. this. Yeah, she said some nice things about us, which... I'm not, I'm not sure we're true. Did but. you give her that tenor that you were Yeah, I gave, yeah. It from, I gave her the tenor from Carter. <laughs> and then, but up and coming um, over the next couple months, what we have is our next episode after this one that you're going to listen to is going to be with Lily. And we're going to look at like, how do you worship through pain? Yeah, cool. Then after that, we're going to look with Josh and Holly mm-hmm. around like the, the positives and negatives of social media. Yeah. Which will be a real interesting conversation. And then the one after that is we're going to look at the one we looked at last week yeah. with How Do We Pray. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at part two of that and see Davey's hopefully going to come on and talk a wee bit about that and maybe Lucy as well. Yeah, like and, and follow it up with almost like How Do We Hear From God, um, which will be really helpful. And that'll happen just in the like the run up to Wondrous and Relentless. So hopefully that is really helpful. So yeah, can't believe that we have so many mates that actually well, want to come on. Um so yeah, really, really good. We we hope you enjoy this week's chat um, around, well, we'll keep it a secret, but you'll find out in a minute, and you also have probably already looked at the title, so you probably already know. Run back the intro. Welcome to The Letterbox. This is our 412 podcast, and today we're going to chat around this idea of should Christians still fast? Lovely. Should we? It's up to you, mate. Um... I'm going to say yes. Um, this is an interesting topic for me. We were trying to decide who to have on. We invited some guests. Absolutely zero replies, never mind. Oh. There was no interest. Do you know, I think the podcast got so big that people are just nervous. Nervous, they like, nervous. So I think this is a topic for me that's interesting because I wouldn't say I know loads about it. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't say that like I do it lots. There's been seasons in my life where, like, I did write really fast, something we used to do as 412 leaders. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good, really helpful. And then it's just kind of drifted away. 
but this is um, a podcast for being honest apparently so it is something though that like in even in preparing for like I feel challenged by and I yeah. think that's what's cool like some of the things that we're talking about like we don't know all the answers the point of this was never like here come listen to us and we'll give you all the answers if so you would just find a podcast by someone a bit more reputable than yeah JD kind of TV. there's probably a few out there <laughs> probably a few probably a couple of bigger name pastors you could be listening to uh, or people who have actually completed theology degrees I'm nearly there one more year well yeah. Davey's completed a theology degree yeah yeah but so, he's not on this one yeah well that's fair um, but yes um, I do think so fast um, definitely like at points or in seasons um, I don't think it's like some other things that like we'll chat about on the podcast where it's like an absolute command from God that like we have to do it like mm. you know we have to not that we have to sorry but like <laughs> You know, you should be praying. You should be reading your Bible. I think fasting is something that we should do, but it's definitely talked about a little bit differently. Yep. But I also think it's something really, really useful, really, really helpful. Yep. And, like, the Bible's definitely clear that it's something that like we, we should try and do. Yeah, and we see that, actually, in, in Matthew 6. So I think we'll touch on this passage a wee bit later mm-hmm. on this, but we see that Jesus starts this. I think it's on the Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking about fasting. And he, and he titled, in the very start of this uh, verse, I think it's verse 16. Yeah. I think so. Uh, it says, when you fast. So it's like yeah. this idea that Jesus is expecting these yeah. guys he's t- talking to to fast. And so from that kind of angle, it seems like Jesus is telling us that fasting is something that mm-hmm. is important to do. Again, it's not a command, like you said, but, but Jesus kind of seems like he expects it. So if... Jesus kind of expects it. It's not a command, but it's not going to lock, Kyle. What even is it? Yes. So what is fasting? Um, it's when you give up something, and the point of giving it up is to focus on God. So usually, and like most of the time in the Bible, it's food, right? So yep. you're giving up, like, meat. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like Lent. Like, you're not just, like, giving up crisps for, like, a couple of days. It's, like, literally not eating food for, like, like a day. Um, it could be giving up something else and the idea is then that, like you you replace the time with spending time with God yep. um, so like one thing that I have done before that was really helpful was giving up social media as like a fast of social media but then the point being to actually replace the time that mm. you're being spent doing that on God and the same thing with food like that you're doing something physical to then like kind of reposition yourself and allow yourself to focus like more on God and maybe create like more time and more space to to focus on God. Yeah, and and fasting isn't like this magical thing that whenever you fast, like your body like morphs into something different. It's nothing like that. It's like a discipline, right? Yeah. It's a discipline that helps us focus on God. It's abstaining from something good that is actually it's probably a good thing to give God our full attention. And in Christianity, fasting is throughout the Bible. It's something that we do. It's probably not as emphasised as other religions like Islam or even the likes of Ramadan. Yeah. Like, if you don't fast over Ramadan, you're probably not a Muslim. And yeah, so, yeah but, it's like a proper religious practice yeah, they have to do. They have to do. Where in Christianity, you're right, it's not, a, it's not like this you have to do, but it's rather this idea that it's throughout Scripture that we yeah. should kind of take up. And so... Looking at it through that lens, it's just really interesting to see what the Bible says because it's not talked about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in your experience, or I think the better idea is through the Bible, why do we fast? Yeah, like almost like what's the point? Yeah, like, like um, for me, like the point is this: like it's 
um, it's not like intended as punishment, right? It's not like giving up food just to like punish yourself, but it's to, to give something up um, so that you can focus more on God or create more space for him. Yeah. Um, or like whatever kind of like we're praying into or we're, we're like seeking God on that we almost like reposition and reposture ourselves so that we're kind of more expectant or we're kind of more attuned to what God is trying to say. Um, I was reading someone earlier that was saying like fasting is not intended to punish the flesh but to redirect attention to God. Mm. Fasting is not a way to get God to do what we want because fasting changes us, not God. Mm -hmm. So it's also not this like like kind of like magic pill that like you do it and suddenly like God answers yes to all your prayers. Mm. It's more this idea that it like changes like our focus, our posture, yeah, uh, and kind of like sets us in the right place where we can almost use like physical hunger to remind us that we are hungry for something from really. God. Yeah, I think the Bible has like a load of different reasons why we fast. I think we see one straight after Jesus is baptized and he's led into the wilderness mm-hmm. and he's fasting here. He quotes in Matthew four four a, a passage in Deuteronomy. 30 mm-hmm. and he talks about this idea that like man does not live in bread alone mm-hmm. and so it's this idea that like if we want experience of living on the bread of life which is Christ then we actually have to give up some physical food to mm-hmm. try and experience that in a way yeah. so that's one reason why we could fast is show our dependency towards Christ Yeah, cool. there's another one in there's an interesting passage in Matthew 9 and the John's disciples are talking to Jesus, and they're he's asking they're asking him why why did your disciples not fast? We fast. The religious leaders and the Pharisees fast. Why do your guys not fast? And it kind of hints at this idea that the bridegroom isn't away yet. Mm-hmm. There will be a time for fasting, and that will come, but he's not away yet. Mm-hmm. And so another idea of why we fast is this idea of like we are longing and we are desiring the return of the bridegroom, which yeah. is Christ. And so yeah. it's this hunger and desperation for God and for Jesus to return. And that's why we do yeah. that. Um, and then one that's pretty, I think the most reasons why we would fast is just this idea of worshiping mm-hmm. um, Jesus through it. To say, you know, walk Jesus, you are worth more than anything, even the food that I enjoy, mm-hmm. even the McDonald's even the breakfast that I think I need, even anything, you are worth more than that. And so for this idea of me worshipping you, I'm going to give that up. And there's a quote um, by John Piper, which I think just is really, really simple, but really, really helpful. It says, fasting is a way of saying with our stomach and our whole body how much we need and want and trust Jesus. It's that just this, you are the main priority in my life and I will do this, by I will show this by giving up some food. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think, like, practically in the Bible, um, in Acts, we, we kind of see some reasons, like, why you might fast. Um, so, like, a lot of the time you see, like, the disciples, like, running the like the early church, and they do it, like, before they have to make an, an important decision. And some of it is just almost that, like, like reposition themselves, focus on mm-hmm. God. And some of it is then to focus on God to actually, like, hear from him more clearly. Yeah. Um, so Acts thirteen two says that like while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, "Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the works to which I have mm. called them." And then Acts fourteen twenty three says, "And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they believed." And just this idea that like they used fasting as a way to almost like like clear their mind so that they could focus on hearing from God and. 
And not in the sense that, like, he wouldn't have spoken otherwise, but in the sense that, like, you change something in yourself so that, like, like you can hear from him better. Like, we believe that God is always speaking, but sometimes we're not very good at listening. Yeah. And for me, sometimes fasting helps me to listen. Yep, definitely. Um, so, what does the Bible actually say about how we should fast, right? Because you can read the internet, like... <laughs> How to like do like intermittent fasting, yeah, like, yeah. kind of like lose weight yep. and stuff. Yeah, this is not what we're talking about. If you have thoughts on intermittent fasting, like speak to dietitian. But or like James Hoy. Well, yeah, James, James Hoy. Davey's probably tried it at some stage. Yeah, his, like, well, PT yeah. phase. Um, but this is like biblically, how should we fast? Or like, is there something that explains it to us? Yeah, I think from that passage that we were talking about a wee bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read it out because I think this is just really helpful to read some scripture in this. It says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil in your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you mm. and so I think this really highlights first of all what we said at the start when you fast it seems like Jesus is saying mm. like this is something we do and second of all when you fast don't be like parading around yeah. don't be saying to everybody I'm fasting look at me don't be walking up moping and being like I am so hungry right because we aren't getting anything for ourselves the reward it says our, our father will give us is in heaven yeah. but it's not about us in a fact of like look at us but rather us saying God, you are worth me giving up food. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take this time to give you it over and show you how much I love you, mm-hmm. show you how much I want you in my life and show you how much I desire you to move and to be within my life. Mm-hmm. And so the goal of this, I think the Bible says, and how we do this is by just getting on with life, yeah. not making any big decisions that are like going to make you look different mm-hmm. or sound different or be different, but rather... Just get on with normal life. And instead of eating, pray and take some mm-hmm. time to hear God. Yeah, cool. And I think um, there's this really interesting passage in Isaiah 58, um, like back in the Old Testament, that kind of talks about a similar idea. This idea that like it's not for like religious show, like it's between you and God. And yes, sometimes like we'll do it alongside people, like we've done it before like in life groups or mm-hmm. when we're praying or something, or like we'll do it as a team sometimes. But it's not, like, for show that, like, people publicly know. And there's this thing in Isaiah 58. And basically, like, Israel are, like, a bit annoyed because they're like, God, we don't really think you, like, appreciate that we've been, like, fasting for you. And he challenges them um, as he does. um, And basically, like, calls them out on this idea that, like, it's not just, like, the fasting that I'm impressed by. Like, there's kind of, there's almost, like, more important things. Or there's important things to do alongside it. Uh, and he makes it really clear that he's not just interested in it as a religious exercise or a way to make like, ourselves or themselves feel better about like our spiritual effort. Mm. Um, he wants to see us fasting to almost like go after the things he cares about, yep. like to pursue those things, pray into those things, like hunger and desire for those things and press in with him to pursue them. Mm. And I think that is then really, really important that we don't miss the point of yep. that yep. Uh, and that, that we grasp that. What do you think the hardest food is to give up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, like, on a normal day, I don't really snack loads. So I find it really hard if I'm doing, like, a full day fast 
not eating breakfast is like what really gets me. See, most people say that, but I don't eat breakfast, so that's oh, easy right. for me. Well, see, then I like, I'm like, is it like biblically all right if I eat breakfast and then fast the rest of the day? Because then for me, like, I, I actually find that okay. Yeah. But then maybe that's like missing the point because I'm not really. There's like no satisfaction. No like, as long as I can get my frosties, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, well, talking about like some of the things that's difficult, do you think there's any dangers in fasting? Right, so um, it's not a danger, but obviously you're not going to eat for a bit. Like You're going to be hungry. You, <laughs> yeah. Right. For some people that's dangerous. You might have a bit of a lack of energy. You might get really hangry, hangry like, people you're hungry, and a bit yeah. moody. Yeah. Um, in terms of actual danger, I'm going to say no, right? Again, I'm not an expert in eating like I'm not a dietitian I know a, a little bit about science um, but I, there's he not a, heard, like, <laughs> there, there's not like a major danger in skipping like a day's food um, in terms of the amount of fuel for energy that like, your body actually has to function like a half day is not really going to do loads or even a full day as long as your diet is like pretty okay and as long as you're not like medically you're something wrong I'll touch on that in like a little minute um but, like, proper food, right, to not, like, McDonald's or, like, <laughs> fast food and not, like, you know, like, monster <laughs> and, like, just chocolate bars. But, like, proper food can fuel us for more than a day. So, almost, like, your fuel from the day before should be enough that, like, you're not going to be sick by not eating for a day. Um, obviously, where it will have an effect is, like, your short-term energy levels. So... There's going to be points of the day where you feel like a little bit lethargic because mm-hmm. usually like we'll eat something, we'll get like a boost or like a bit of a pick-me-up. It'll like kick our blood sugar up. Um, so if you're someone who's that mostly consists of sugar and you're like lightheaded <laughs> in between like chocolate bars, fasting actually might feel a little bit difficult for you. Yeah. Um, I feel like a dad in youth because I'm like constantly checking in on people who I'm like, have you had any meals today or have you just had like crisps and BPM? Um, eating BPM so, yeah eating BPM <laughs> so this is like a, a public intervention for like anyone who knows that I'm talking directly to them maybe you need to sort your diet so there's you a few in youth like some bad ones including a couple of leaders actually oh. but you know <laughs> this is a this is a public service announcement to say if you want to seriously consider fasting maybe you need to just tweak your diet a mm. little bit um, so for me like there will be points in the day when you're fasting that you feel like low in energy but then as long as you've got like some fuel reserves in your body, like you've had decent food the day before, your body is able to pull from those and get your blood sugar back up and you'll feel fine again. So yeah. it's not like I'm going through the whole day feeling like drained or constantly feeling hungry. Oddly, I actually find like you, you don't really focus on that. Like there's definitely points where you feel it, but most of the day, like it kind of, it just passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as, as bad as you think. Um, no, I also do want to say, like, if you're going to fast for, a, like, a full day, like, super, but, like, it's also going to be pointless if you just physically can't get through it. So if you yeah. if you try this and you just feel like, I can't get through the day, I'm just so tired, I'm so lethargic, I'm not <laughs> spending any time with God because I'm just, like, feeling like I'm going to pass out the whole time, well, then we're not saying, like, oh, well, you're just going to have to. Like, you need to think about that, you need to figure it out. 
let's also be super super clear if you're like diabetic or you have like an actual medical disorder like then this probably isn't for you if if you feel like this is something you want to do then you need to have like a really serious conversation with like your parents with like a doctor or dietitian about like what you can do and where you're limited because we also like like you have to be safe in this like God is not trying to punish anyone or make anyone ill it's just about like trying like a practice where we can then focus more on God. So if you doing that is not gonna end in that result, focusing more on God, then it's it's not helpful. Yeah. JT, for you, like when you fasted, like do you find it okay? Like how's your experience been off it? Yeah, I think I I've fasted before, and it's been sometimes really easy. It's felt like oh, I didn't even need food today. And then there's other times it's been really difficult. Mm-hmm. I just I think you're right. Diet has a big thing to do with it. And then just what you're doing that day. Yeah. There's there's days I've fasted and I've been working, mm-hmm. and then that kind of drags in and it gets really difficult because you're exerting so much energy. Yeah. And then you're filling it with nothing. And so mm-hmm. I I really think that it depends on what you do, but it is always doable in my case. Mm-hmm. Now there's different types of fast out there. You can do the thing I think called the Daniel fast, mm-hmm. um, and I did it before. And it was really difficult. It was uh, the fast that Daniel did in the book of Daniel. Um, and it's more like plant-based stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's really difficult to... I know a couple of years ago, and it just was an absolute shock to my system. Mm-hmm. And so for the first couple of days of it, it's a 21-day fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it really difficult to pray. I found it really difficult to seek God because I was just like... I actually don't even feel like I can wake up yeah. never mind do something mm-hmm. and so it was really difficult to get my body used to but in the end I felt like it was really really helpful for yeah, my relationship with, with God mm-hmm. um, there's a fast that, that Ross did uh, the one that Jesus did and it was just water for 40 days and if you're going to do something like that please go to a doctor right please yeah, go to the doctor and get checked out um, but yeah for me personally when I've fasted there hasn't ever been like a real special moment mm-hmm. that stood out to me and been like, that's why I fasted. Mm-hmm. But I constantly try and choose to do it because I believe it's just worship to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think it reprioritizes my life to say, oh my word, Jesus, you are number one. I can't yeah. believe I've put other things above you. And so I think it's a really, really helpful discipline mm-hmm. for me to to just get some things back on track. Um, and so fasting guys really isn't this like magical thing that like once you do it as Kyle said at the start you get what you ask for it's not like Mm -hmm. God becomes a genie whenever you fast it is just it is a principle to help give you perspective to what life is really about again and sometimes God does some things and I've heard some people happen even in Acts them guys weren't going to fast it seemed like and praying until they heard from the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit Um, and sometimes that happens and I I never want to underplay God but Sometimes it doesn't, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Um, what might we take from fasting? What's some things that we might get kind if we do it? And what is like a challenge then for the yeah. guys listening? Yeah. So I think it's really important that we understand like we're not, we don't think that you can ever force God to move in that sense, right? Like God is God and he, he kind of does what he wants. Um, but we can better position ourselves like through fasting to almost like lift our own expectancy and faith. Like, you know, sometimes if you ever experienced like a, a prayer meeting where people are really crying out to God, like it lifts you and as you're lifted, like God starts to do something and that's this incredible yeah. like, uh, like grace and gift of God where sometimes like 
we get to see him move because of our faith and our expectancy. Um, and I think that the Bible does suggest that then we can see God move or be more aware of him moving or we can hear God speak more clearly as we almost like wrestle with prayer or we like mark our commitment to seek God with something kind of physical like fasting. Um, so for me then, the challenge is this. Um, like if you haven't tried it before, like kind of why not try it? Um, and if there's something that you're praying into or want to try and hear God on, maybe like fasting can help you focus more on God as you like, seek him in that. Yeah, and if you are going to do it, guys, and this sort of might sound really basic, but I think this is really helpful because it kind of takes the this mystical aspect yeah. away from it. Just some tips if you're going to do it. First one is start slow. If you've never fasted before, begin with one meal. Don't be trying to do the fast that Jesus did the first time yeah. because you are going to struggle if not not be able to complete it and so start some start somewhere slow start somewhere small to continue to drink water be hydrated mm-hmm. like let's not make stupid decisions when we're doing it three if you are accustomed to drinking loads of caffeine like me you're like five six cups a day then maybe before you go to choose to do a fast like come down a wee bit on your caffeine and take like because yeah. you will really struggle with headaches and a lot more number four please please this is one thing i struggle with at the start don't overeat just before you do it. And then once you're finished, overeat again. Yeah, like if you, first of all, it's taking away the principle of it, right? And second of all, it will hurt your stomach, right? <laughs> It'll really hurt your stomach. Five, tell people if you must. Like if you're really struggling, you need some prayer, you need someone to help you through it, then tell someone you trust. Like don't be making a parade about it, but tell somebody you trust and they can help you through it. And then six, make a firm, prayerful commitment before you begin. And remember that that is the reason you're doing it when you're fasting. Yeah. Amazing. That is so, so helpful. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you have found this helpful. I know that I'm challenged to try and make this a principle in my life that I do more often and hopefully you are too. So thank you and we'll see you soon. Thank you.